All right, what's up? Welcome to the Dwelling Podcast, episode number 62. I am Stuart Anderson with just a short introduction before we hear from Nathan Spratt and Jason Lang. Nathan is a up-and-coming star pro rider here in Salt Lake City. If you've watched him on Strava and seen some of his incredible uh, rides and races, he is deep into cycling, and we're grateful to spend some time with him learning about uh, his recovery process with multiple bowls of cereal, how much he loves racing gravel, and obviously his win last year in the pro category at Lodija. So fitting fitting time to talk to him this week with Lodija coming up on Saturday. Uh, fun to hear from him and learn a bit about what he's doing this year and next year. And uh, just an all-around great guy. Really fun to be with him and, and meet him and uh, hear his fun personality. So thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Jason Lang, who joined on this podcast for the time. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Big thanks to everybody who joined us last week at uh, Kit Pickup. We also did a, a team ride up immigration. We had about 30, 30 guys. Uh, a lot of fun to be up that canyon when it's not pitch black in early morning. So it was a reminder that maybe we should do a few rides in the afternoon up there. Uh, evening time up immigration. A great time to be together and uh, meet some new faces and be part of the team uh, at a different time. So anyway... Great to be with y'all. Thankful for uh, the time we spent together at Kit Pickup. And uh, we're, we're gearing up to 2023 with all of our new sponsors and uh, as well as uh, kit releases for the, the winter. We're going to be doing red kits next year. Red's coming back. So we're looking forward to opening the team store soon and having some really fun um, new kits for that. So final announcements. Wheels of Justice is hosting the Five Canyons event coming up, that's not uh, this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday is Lodija. Next Saturday, the, I believe it's the 17th, is the uh, Wheels of Justice Five Canyons event. Uh, if you haven't signed up, we're a, a big sponsor and supporter of that event, and we'd love to have as many Midwelles and riders out. All the money goes to a great cause. It's all uh, donated ch- to charity, and uh, that's why the event uh, is around. That's, that's the purpose of the event is to raise money. So uh, go to the uh, Wheels of Justice and the, the Five Canyons website, and uh, still time to sign up. So anyway, enjoy the episode. Grateful for uh, all of you and thankful for uh, spending this time with us on the podcast. All right. Bye. All right. What up? Welcome, everybody. Meet Well A Podcast, episode 62. I'm joined today, Jason Lang. Jason, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. The real question is, are those real bricks? These are not real bricks. They're fake bricks. <laughs> Just like your fake wood. Because this is fake wood. All right. And then Nate Spratt. Welcome, Nate Spratt. Hey, hey. Good dude, to be you- on here. If you don't know him, dude, just a legend in our uh, hometown of Salt Lake City. We're so grateful that he would be on, spend a few minutes with us. He just told us, though, he's got to rest the legs here. We don't want to stress him out. He's got TNE tonight. What is that acronym <laughs> for again? What's the acronym? Tuesday Night Immigration. Tuesday Night Immigration. 615 at the mouth for all you hard-nosed dudes that want to just nuke it. It's going to be so hot tonight. Oh, man. You got it. Uh, it's the Jace, event of the year. Jace, you're not going, though. You got all road legs. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite ready to to hit it. I mean, I don't recover as fast as, as Nate. I can't just hammer all the time every day like this guy can. He oh, just man. eats some cinnamon toast crunch, and then he's back at Boom. it. Boom, just a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Fun. 
I do want to I do want to dive into TNE though. I think it's a fun. That's a very fun activity. Let's just talk about it now. Nate, is it your idea? So no. So it, let's see. It started a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, kind of the the specialized crew. Uh, they started it up, but it was like only four, six of us every week. Nice. Until like a month ago, we just started throwing memes on Instagram. And, so funny. And <laughs> the vibes are real. The don't don't let the haters tell you otherwise. <laughs> Jason, you Jason, you've been. I've never been to it. Is I've it been. just is it just right from the get go? It's just all we're just going. Everybody just goes. Pretty much. I mean, at least yeah. my experience with it has been, I've been twice just like in the last few weeks Yeah, and it is everybody kind of slow rolls out of the parking lot at the bottom. And then if you talk to Nate, he'll say, Oh, it doesn't really, you know, get up to speed till Ruth's, but no, it is like <laughs> you're hammering by Ruth's. I mean, you just kind of like all roll out and then you wait for the first guy to kind of pick up the pace and yeah. then it's just on. Nate, is there a goal? Uh, like I know whoever's controlling the Instagram page is like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do the KOM. I mean, that KOM has existed for what ten years. By when Tour of Utah was here, those dudes did like a twenty minute whatever. Is it possible, Nate? Is that the goal? That that is that is the end goal. That's okay. like post race season, sort of. Yes. We're going to one Tuesday, we're going to get out and just full, full gas, rip it. Don't attack each other. Just pace line. Nice. And just try yeah, try to get it. But it's, it's a very lofty, uh, pretty high up KOM because we're, we're a ways off at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay, with so the tail, a tailwind and like a, like you said, a pace line effort could get work. pretty close. I mean, I won't be up there, but <laughs> I'll put in a few good pulls until okay. roots. Nice. <laughs> okay, shameless plug then. Tuesday night immigration, six fifteen at the homeless park where somebody's peeing on the picnic <laughs> tables, living in the bathroom, and uh, then you guys just slow roll. Is, do you roll out right at six fifteen? Is there a prayer or how does it work? It's it's like uh, it's like a soft six fifteen, but okay, definitely soft. by six twenty we're rolling. Okay. Okay. TNE. Very good. That's great. Okay. I need to introduce Nate. If you don't know him. Uh, from Salt Lake City. We'll talk about this, but he got his career uh, kind of started in triathlons. Broiler up, is that what you say? I mean, is that, that's like go Utes, but that's for bro broiler up. Oh, bo bo boiler up. Boiler, boiler up. up, sorry, yeah. What, <laughs> remind me. Yeah, very good, Purdue. Okay. Uh, and then I love this. He decided that uh, running uh, hurt too much and swimming was too boring. So he switched <laughs> to the other side. Uh, we all know Nate's favorite cereal, uh, food cereal, all the cereal. It's kind of a ongoing uh, in joke, which I really think is fun. Uh, Non-cycling activity, working on and building cars. That's cool. Is that some your whole life you've been doing that? or? Yeah, yeah kind of like growing up around the Indianapolis area and the Indy 500, kind of grew up in an auto family and racing and and building motorcycles and cars and stuff. So yeah, it keeps me busy when I'm not riding bikes. <laughs> Very cool. Um, some cycling highlights. Uh, obviously, uh, if you didn't know, you know, Lodija next week, he, he won last year, first place in the pro group. Maybe we can talk about that a little later. Uh, and then I, we watched you in the spring win and I never really know how this is like pronouncing the word volley. Is it voler? Is it volley? It's the tour of Gila. Am I saying yeah. it right? I don't. 
like a Gila I monster? Like, well, I don't know what to say. Jason? It's it's an H, I think. Gila huh. monster. Oh, yeah, I say Gila, like with okay. like an H. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for that. For, <laughs> I know you did that stage race. You got a first place uh, victory there. So cool to see on your Instagram there on that top podium. And then uh, True Grit Gravel, that was just this spring, right? Yeah, yeah, just this past, uh, what was it, March or April? March, time? yeah. So a uh, lot of cool podiums, accolades in your short career as a cyclist. I mean, I was online, it was 2016, was kind of your first races ever. So you've only really been, yeah, very short uh, career, which is awesome. And then there were some goals here on the Instagram page for Abbas Pro, which is the team you ride for, right? I mean, you say Abbas Pro, but also Ascent. Like, which one do you? Oh, oh so yeah, on the uh, gra gravels, yeah, the the Abus squad, and yeah. then uh, and then on road is with with Hanger, Hanger Fifteen. Oh, with Hanger. Okay, cool. We got to make sure we get the sponsors right. Sorry. Oh, yeah, very good. good. <laughs> and then uh, you have a personal goal to podium at Crusher and win the Wasatch All Road. Was that for this year? Next year? What are you thinking? Well, it's for, I think really every year, but this year we we yeah did not did not do too well. Mm. The whole hand injury kept me out from race and crusher, and then yeah. all road. I don't know, just didn't have the legs, but still enjoyed ripping it with the with the fast crew out there. So Damn. it was, was fun. Jason was out there, brutal course. I hope yeah. they change it next year. That course was. I mean, it ate me up. I was not prepared for that. Day. Jason took a nap. <laughs> I laid down. I saw Travis McCabe at that final aid station laying down. And I was like, Hey, this sounds, that looks pretty good. I'm going to lay nap. down as well. <laughs> Give me a Coke. I'm going to lay down for 10 minutes. Very fun. Uh, Nate, maybe you can talk. You, you've got some great information here about your history and kind of um, what you do for work. Uh, do you want to just start there where you went to school? Talk about your family. You got a, your your brother. I hope he's not feeling left out. Maybe we'll interview him in a couple weeks. But, uh, do you want to just talk about that a little bit about your background? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Bo uh, yeah, born and raised in Indiana, uh, but not a Hoosier. I'm a Boilermaker. Went to went to Purdue uh, there for for bioengineering, um, and that's kind of where my start into Utah. Uh, began just kind of uh, looking for jobs out west because I, I wanted to to hit the mountains. Um, nice. I mean, you know, the, the Midwest is all right, but unless you really love corn and soybeans, it's uh, <laughs> not so fun. <laughs> and racing flat roads, right? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, it's all it's all about the headwinds out there. So, <laughs> but yeah, then uh, after graduating from Purdue, moved out, lived in Logan for a bit. Um, Worked at worked at Pepperidge Farm there, uh, cookies and goldfish. Nice. <laughs> which was which was good bike fuel, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then uh, slowly moved south, lived in Ogden for a bit. The uh, the the OG Tuesday night ride, I guess, as they call it up there at uh, the Envy Crew. Mm -hmm. And then uh, yeah, down now in Salt Lake, loving it here. Uh, love hitting the canyons. I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, that's pretty much the the main oh backbone of my training is 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 hitting canyons hard uh, with nice. with my brother as you you mentioned got a yeah. twin brother twin Mark. brother yeah Mark okay yeah we uh, we yeah we both we live together train together race together uh, yeah spend spend a lot of time together and the competitiveness uh, between each other 
helps helps drive us but uh, i mean we love beating up on each other (laughs) it's fun you got to standard for brothers yeah all right twin brothers too you're genetically the same nobody has an advantage right just whoever works harder that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know where i was introduced to you but i swear correct me if i'm wrong i swear i used to watch you do um a lot of rides with marcy kimball and heidi uh mont is it monson heidi madsen Madison. And you guys would do these like hundred like Rob Smallman. Yeah, Rob. And I remember yeah, yeah. I think it was last year, maybe 2020, but you did like a million vert, like a million vertical feet. And I'm like, what in the <laughs> what is happening? How's that even possible? How's that even possible? So maybe uh I think that'd be a fun story to talk about. Jace, if you have anything else, I think it'd be fun to hear how you kind of transition Nate from being a recreational climber just cr- into like how did it, how did you decide or how did it happen where you went next level? Yeah, yeah. I guess like I don't know, after moving out to Utah, because I'd never honestly I hadn't really climbed much or climbed, so to say, because you know, back in Indiana, you know, your biggest hill is two minutes. <laughs> and <laughs> coming out here, I don't like it's hard to describe. I I love the feeling of climbing. Like just having that constant, you know, you, you, you can't stop, you know, you're, you're just constantly pushing hard. And plus it forces you, 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 you know, you go out to a little cottonwood or whatever, you can't do it easy. Right. You know, it, it forces you to, to ride hard. Um, so in a way that, that, you know, creates structure to my training and, and, and forces me to, to work, work hard and, and try to make the legs hurt. But, then I also just, I don't know. I love going after Strava comms. I'm, I'm not oh, going to, you know, be, you know, not going to hide behind uh, something. I, I love my Strava comms. So yeah, that, that also gives me some motivation, but yeah, I think really ultimately living out in Utah and, and being with a lot of, uh, you know, stiffer competition and racing a lot more just pushed me to, to try to go for that next level. Um, and I mean, now I'm still working. I'm, I'm still trying to move my way up. I'm, I'm still, I always see myself at the bottom of, of the pyramid still. Cause you're always, there's always somebody faster, you know, you're, you're never, never going to be at the top. I agree. Yep. It, I don't know that there's that many people faster than you. Every time I see you <laughs> <I'm a champion. laughs> or like the word, I mean, the craziest stuff that I used to see from you was during COVID when none of us were racing and we were all just like riding in the middle of the day, just like, you know, like having the best time of our lives. And you'd do these rides where you'd go, you know, like Emmy big mountain around to um, like snow basin and then powder mountain. And you do these rides that were like eight hours and the, all of the hardest climbs in Utah linked together averaging like 280 watts for eight hours and i was like who is this guy like this is impossible i do i do love the long days like there's something about it where you're where you know you don't necessarily have an end goal or or a time limit and you really just go until you're you're done climbing you know you don't want to climb anymore that day so and then also you do that in the winter too. I you'd yep. post these pictures where you <laughs> climb to yeah, Brighton or 
Alta in the middle of a snowstorm and then descended it. it on your road bike. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> Get Nate laugh. Yeah, you know, huh? yeah. That's that's what I love about Utah. They they plow all the roads. It like keeps it clear so you can ride in the winter. <laughs> Very fun. It's a bit cold though. There's been times where I've gone out with some friends riding. Like uh, I think Rob's Rob Smallman, friend of mine, his coldest moment ever was was doing little cottonwood in a snowstorm oh, with me. Dude. I bet coming down that canyon in the winter is nothing colder. That's intense. So do you feel like you said against stiffer competition, do you feel like the the quality of rider here in Utah is pretty high just because there's so many climbers and I mean that there's enough guys that can push you to your limit? Yeah, for sure. Like I didn't race too much back in Indiana and, and the racing was different back there. You know, it's like all about crits and, and cyclocross. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after coming out here, I think the, the train and just the culture out here it is more of like the fitness types, I guess, whether it's cycling or running or, or climbing um, that, it, yeah, more just like drives um, people to, to get better at whatever sport they're doing. Um, you know, both, both Colorado raced a bit in Colorado. My brother lived there, Colorado and Utah. Um, yeah. Something about the mountains makes everybody faster. (laughs) Like you said before, you just, you can't go too slow up them. You just have to turn the pedals over. So everybody's suffering to some degree. If you're, if you decide to go up a Canyon. Yeah. You just keep keep putting on a smaller cassette and just, (laughs) <laughs> keeps getting worse <laughs> hey nate maybe you could talk about your race season we mentioned uh maybe before we started recording that you did have a bit of an injury this year but maybe talk about 2021 2022 and then uh i know you had a little accident this year so can we do that can we recap yeah yeah sure thing uh back i guess back in 2021 i guess there was the you know uh the, the usual local races that I did that, you know, um, like uh, it's West Mountain, um, East Canyon, things like that. Didn't didn't race like too much. Um, I think we were still in that like COVID limbo stage, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. right. Um, but then, yeah, then the then the Lodija, that that race that was uh, yeah, that was nice to get the win there. Finally, <laughs> that was, uh, I think, the third third time that I'd done it. Um, nice. But yeah, it was nice. This was doing it with doing it with the brother Mark. He he raced it with me, which was always it's always nice to have him in the race to to have a not only a, a teammate, but you know he's your brother. You know him so well that we yeah. can communicate without talking. <laughs> nice. Can I ask you on that note, on the Lodija note, is it true the 2020 Lodija? Did you like solo break for like 80 miles and then double flat? Oh. Yeah, so I, yeah, 2020, uh, we were going up uh, the first climb there. Strawberry. And yeah, strawberry, and then just kind of hit it hard towards the top. And then I'll, I turned back, and, and yeah, nobody was there. And I'm like, well, I guess it's go time. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> put the head down. And then I, yeah, I flatted coming over the backside of strawberry. Um, and, and luckily was able to roll into the first aid station there change the wheel um and then keep going going solo from there until uh mile one like 150 or 160 i think 
Um, and then the group group caught me, and yeah, we rolled in together, and sprint finished, and Cam Hoffman, shout out to him, mm. ended up taking it. The dude's a beast. But uh, yeah, that that was that was one of the harder races I've done for sure. Nice. Sorry to side rail you there on no Lodigen, but... no. Oh no no, love talking yeah. about Lodigen. <laughs> Maybe uh, what well, I know you got, so uh, Nate had a hurt wrist. Was it your wrist? What happened uh, with your wrist this season? Yeah yeah, so just uh, regular old training ride coming back from from Emmy and uh, yeah, got got doored. Uh, a guy oh. was parked in the in the bike lane, and I moved over into the car lane, and just kind of bad timing. Freak. Ended up, yeah, breaking breaking quite a few bones in the hand, and yeah, it was surgery on that. Had some pins put in, and couldn't really couldn't really ride outside. And uh, yeah, it was definitely definitely a bummer, but glad it was you know just my hand, not my head, my neck, something yeah. like that. So super thankful that I was relatively okay. Nice, but. Jace, did you put this question down or did uh did Nate yeah. put it down here? Okay, you ask it. Yeah. So super curious how um it is. So you started as a road racer, then you joined this pro team A bus, right? And so I guess the first lead-in question is differences between gravel and road racing and which one you like better. Oh, oh man. It's just like one of those picking between your two kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I, I would say, I would say if I had to pick gravel, um, but really because it, it suits my style of racing where you, you can't really sit in too much, especially Utah gravel because it's, it's pretty climby. So it's just like every race is a race of attrition and it's, it's just who's got the best legs that day um nice. but not to say i don't like road racing i still I, I love stage racing um i wish there were more but you know i get it it's hard to put on a race just for one day let alone five so yeah, yeah I, so I think so that i i figured that's what you're gonna say is you would prefer gravel just because there's not all the team tactics of road racing of like sitting in and hiding and the person that, you know, does the least work at the end of the race is the one with the best legs to sprint and win. And you're just more of a drop the hammer type of guy and huck and pray, hope for the best. TNE, baby. <laughs> That's right. Dude, got it. So, yeah. so you burst onto the gravel scene. Um, you've been racing in a lot of big races, Steamboat, the most recent one. Maybe talk about what it's like to race against all of the biggest personalities in the sport with the lifetime series. And you, you know, you're out there with Keegan and Payson and, you know, Pete Stetna and, and all these big personalities. What's it like racing with those yeah. guys? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's intimidating going into pretty much, you know, any race you're looking at the, the reg start list and you're seeing all these big names that are like, Oh, these guys are just going to rip my legs off. And you know, they do. <laughs> but that's part of the fun of it. So, I mean, yeah, like I think the first real intro I got into racing those guys was Crusher last year and, and mm -hmm. racing Stetna. Um, and I just remember him lightening up on that first climb. And, and that was like my first intro into, wow, like these, these guys are fast. Like 
this hurts and and knowing i i couldn't sustain that kind of effort and ultimately yeah you know he dropped me hard but i think if you're racing faster dudes than than you all the time it, it does drive you and, and push you to to try to get faster and you know not that like i'm trying to be like a big name or anything i you know ultimately it's all about having fun for me but a lot of the guys that that are those big names happen to be also just good guys so i love hanging with them and both before and after the races um it's always nice when your 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 competitors who are beating you are are nice people <laughs> yeah so you uh, you okay. had a big result too it's podium at steamboat maybe you want to talk us through that was quite a what a I mean, day there was a lot of social media chatter about that race. Yeah. Did you wear a hydration pack that day, Nate? I did not. No, it might've been, I was, that was probably my detriment right there. It's downfall. <laughs> no, that was like, it was an unplanned day. Just had the teammate, John Borstelman shout out to him. I, I love him. That, that dude on and off the bike. He he's an incredible teammate. And yeah, just like, we rolled the first little riser and all of a sudden we had a gap and we're like, well, you know, this isn't normal for a gravel race to have a break. You know, mm -hmm. normally it's just the, the front group just makes it hard all day until everyone pops. And I was like, I guess, you know, I'll try this thing. I love breaks and road racing. That's my style. Just <laughs> steady state, trying to trying to get as big of a gap as you can. And yeah, we rolled really well together. We had Freddie Ove with us. Um, from legion and uh yeah like one of the hardest gravel races i've ever done just because you know normally you're used to sitting in for at least a bit of the race but that break went from mile eight mile six yeah, yeah eight, six. like that <laughs> so awesome <laughs> so, yeah that was that was a awesome day to be with the teammate but ultimately yeah a little little mishap in the feed zone crashing kind of you know, kept me from, from getting the result that I wanted, but Hey, it's racing against Keegan. The dude's a beast. <laughs> so it was anybody. you and Freddie pretty quickly, right? Just you two and a two man break after. Yeah. That was about mile like one Oh five ish. John told me to, you know, he, he was getting, getting wore out. He just raced Leadville the day before. So he, mm -hmm. I mean, I was amazed that he held on that long. And then, uh, yeah, we went up a riser and, and John's like, yeah, just go, man, go for it. And then Freddie and I rolled together until we hit that feed zone and there was all those bikes laying all over the road and came in first wheel and oh crap, locked it up, slid, chain dropped. That was, yeah, oh. hurriedly rushing, trying to get that back on while Freddie's up the road, <laughs> chased back onto him, but had blown so many matches chasing that, that eight miles back to, to his wheel and ultimately going over the last gravel climb we we're trying to make it over the top because we knew if we made it over when keegan passed us we'd be able to latch on but 100 yards from the top keegan blows by like a freight train and i'm like bye <laughs> uh, they <laughs> barely but, caught you guys i know and and what could have been right like if you didn't have to blow all those matches might have made it over the top right yeah, yeah, I try, I try not to think about it too much because, you know, what could have been, but I, I'm still pretty happy with it. Yeah, great result. The, the field, so. Yeah. 
You know, Nate, one thing we didn't talk about, which I think is always kind of an interesting dynamic is people see you as like a, like a pro racer is like, Oh, that's what he does. Dude, you have a job like yeah. biking. Yeah. Can you talk about that balance? Like, how do you make that work? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I work as a, a research and development scientist for a formulation company. Um, so yeah, do ma mainly fish oil and crow oil stuff. And that's my day job. So to say, keeps me, keeps me busy, whatever the 40 hour week kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like I guess straight out of college, like I've never lived that, uh, you know, that lifestyle of trying to do bike racing full time. So it's just what I'm used to. But, you know, training, training's always after work in the evenings. Um, that means, you know, once the time change happens in wintertime, it's, you know, trainer from November through whenever that is, April. Um, but yeah, like I think I take advantage of, of my weekends. Um, I know a lot of guys that I, that I race with that maybe don't, don't work jobs, you know, kind of think it's funny that I do two big back-to-back -back days on Saturdays and Sundays, but it's like, Hey, you know, those are the days I got off. Right. So yeah, it's, uh, I think it, it definitely forces you to have some good time management, but you know, ultimately I don't have kids, so I at least have some free time. Man, I thought all the cereal consumption was because you had like a four-year-old, but no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> nice. Hey, well, um, maybe you could talk about transitioning from, you know, having fun, racing as a normal guy, to what your life is like different with with more racing, more maybe responsibility as a pro. Uh, what's that like? How's that change been? Yeah. So I think like, you know, there, there definitely is more pressure now um, going into the races, like to, to perform week in, week out. And particularly with the gravel scene um, this time of year, that, that July, August, you're, you're racing almost every weekend and it's hard to, to maintain that peak. Um, but then that, that is also the nice part of having, having teammates, you know, if, if you know, going into a race that it's not going to be your day, um, or your course, or, you know, the legs aren't feeling good. Um, you can go into it working for, for somebody else. So like, you know, th there is as much teamwork as road racing, just cause gravel is that kind of racing of, of attrition. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a different lifestyle too. It, the, the whole social media thing was very new to me. And, mm. and, you know, as you guys probably know, it's, it's very much a part of the, <laughs> the quote unquote pro scene. Although I, you know, would say I do not consider myself uh, a pro by no means. I, I see myself as, as getting into it and, and that's the ultimate goal. But right now it's, it's more uh, semi with large capital letters and then pro down in a little <laughs> subscript. <laughs> I think there's only one way to categorize that. Do you pay for kits? Uh, no, no. You're a pro. That's it. You're a pro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of kits, Bole, uh, they sponsor our team. Ventum sponsor our team. So that's kind of a fun connection. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jason. Sorry. Oh, what were you going to go ahead and finish? No, yeah, it? go ahead, Nate. Oh, yeah, no, but you saying that about Valet and Ventum, yeah, I was going to ask you guys, that's pretty much, you know, we got the same, 
same, same uh, couple. Yeah, I, I love both Benzema and Volet from like they make you feel like family. I mean, the, the crews over there are amazing. I mean, it's yeah. nice that Benzema's just right here in Utah, but yeah, the whole team over at Volet, awesome crew. I love uh, meeting them at races. So yeah, that's fun. What what uh, I'm curious, what does a bus require of you as like being part of their pro team? You say you're, you know, big capital letters semi pro, but what what is their what is their expectation of you? Do they tell you what races to race? Yes, we we do have like our what we call you know a races. Um, that, that they set aside at the, the beginning of the season, um, which is nice for me. That way I can, you know, let my boss know when, when I'm taking vacation from, from the regular work days. Um, but yeah, they, they set aside this year was six, six races. Um, and then they leave it open to uh, everything else as far as like whether it's local races or they want to race in, in other parts of the U.S. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the kind of expectation is is to, you know, make make posts and whatnot on social media to, to promote the sponsors and, and not in like a, you know, forceful way. You know, I, I don't I don't want to like, you know, shove it down people who follow me, um, you know, but you know, buy their product kind of thing. It's more of like, um, you know, Ventum. I, I, I love the, the company and I love the people. I've, I've been able to meet them. Um, and it's more of like, you know, promoting it as a, as the Ventum family rather than, you know, the, the product itself. And it speaks for itself. I, I, I mean, I, you know, love my Ventum bike. I'm sure. I think Stu, you, you ride the, the gravel. Yeah. That's uh yeah. I, I love that thing. <laughs> Same. It's awesome. How'd you know that? How'd you know I ride that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, He's I, keeping I your straw, you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Fun. Nice. So, uh, um, go ahead, Nate, I guess a couple of things. One, what have you been able to learn racing so much more now? You, I mean, you have a requirement to race some gravel races, but then you've been, you know, picking up a ton more pro races as well. How, how's it made you a better cyclist? What have you learned? Definitely on the, on the gravel scene. Um, I learned a lot coming from 2021 versus 2020 um, had a lot of not so great races last year and, and learned quickly that gravel racing is a lot like, uh, like Ironman triathlons where half of it's an eating contest. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you can't eat and drink enough. And, and before, and a lot of times during training rides, I, I may be bad about it. I don't, I don't eat enough. Um, and kind of that translated over into my racing and, and, you know, I ended up not having great results because of it, but now I, yeah, I'm just all, always eating and drinking on the bike. And that, that's a huge, huge impact into those, you know, hundred, 120, 140 or unbound. I mean, I missed it this year, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's super important and, and key. So that's one of the things I learned. And, and then the other that I'm still trying to, to, to get better at is, uh, to, to learn to save energy, you know, swallow your pride. Don't, <laughs> don't pull too hard. You know, I, I made that mistake at steamboat the break, but, uh, it, it's hard at times, you know, you, you just, you're out there and you're wanting to race and you're wanting to ride hard. It's hard to hold back. I got to tell you a story about that. You're kind of known for that, that you're willing to just drop the hammer all the time at the, at the envy crit at the start of the year, you were in a three man break with Jack and 
uh, Jack Shucker and Ryan Zabo. And I was asking Ryan after the race, like, man, what was it like being up there with Sprat? He's like, dude, that guy would pull through at like 400 plus Watts and hang <laughs> and just like stay up there for a full lap. And we would just let him. And then we'd pull through, you know, a regular pull through and stay on for a quarter of a lap. And then he'd hammer again for a full lap. They just let you work. (laughs) Then they they had fresher legs at the end for the sprint. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. That's like (laughs) Kurt racing for me is all about trying to get into a break because I I have a terrible sprint. It is absolutely garbage, as my brother would attest. (laughs) So for me, if I get into a break and hey, if I get beaten the sprint, ah, it's all part of it. But (laughs) nice, nice. Dude, what is your favorite, uh, maybe favorite place to train, favorite place to ride? Like, what's your favorite course? What's the kind of your your top, your top, uh, whether it's a course or a route? Because the uh, funny thing, Nate, um, I live on 45th South and 19th East. Oh. And, and, and so you are going up 45th South. Like, I see you all the time passing the Macy's in your you know, kid. And I'm like, there, there you go. He's going. And Hannah Finn, Hannah Finn champs the same. I don't know where she lives. If you guys live close to each other, she's going on 45th South. Like it's always the same. Uh, anyway, where's your favorite place to go? Yeah. Favorite place. My brother and I took a trip to uh, just outside of LA last November. Um, and we did this route up Lake Arrowhead and big bear. And I'd have to say that that has to be like, probably my all-time favorite ride ever um, as far as a training ride goes and would love to live there. I mean, you know, well, if I, you know, could, could afford California, but <laughs> no, I think uh, locally though, it's, it's, it's big cottonwood. That's, you know, kind of, I, I see it as like my backyard Canyon. Um, and yeah, get up 45th, as you said, Stu, to get mm-hmm. to Wasatch and <laughs> then, then head up big cottonwood. But uh, yeah. And then if I had to pick a favorite course, the last day of Gila, that mm. that mm. stage, I, I love that. <laughs> it's all about climbing. Cool. Yeah. So anything, anything with lots of vert, that's what you like. <laughs> you got it. The more vert, the better. Preferably nice. under ten percent. I'm a little too heavy uh, after that. <laughs> what What do you weigh? I've always wondered that. Uh, I'm about like 70, 71 kilos in there. In freedom units, what's that? One fifty six. Sure. <laughs> You're a scientist. You can speak in, a, units, so. in the correct language. <laughs> I think that's the name of this podcast. Freedom units. Freedom <laughs> units. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so I got to know, are you, are you coached? Are you self-coached? Do you follow any sort of structure? Like, do you just hammer all the time? um i i am self-coached don't don't have a coach um i i really like to me the structure kind of takes the fun out of it in a way Hmm. um and makes it feel like more like a job but on the flip side the mountains sort of are my structure like if i go hard on you know emmy you know it's going to be a little over a 20 minute effort kind of thing um whereas if i go longer on the big stuff it forces me to do what I call like hill intervals. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, well, I don't have like structured training plans. Um, I do, you know, understand the basic concepts of, of, 
you know, a build and peaking and tapering. And, and I do build that, you know, it's in the back of my head kind of running of, of what I'm going to do over the next few weeks. And then, you know, I do very much play it by ear. I, I you know, feel like I'm the person who's going to know what my body feels like the best. Um, you know, while a coach, you know, there's that loss in translation of, of being able to determine what, what's going to be best for you that day. And um, ultimately, you know, half of coaching is, is accountability and, and having that person to, to kind of push you, um, which for me, I'm lucky to have, have my brother. Um, nice. So he fills that for me. Nice. Do you, it, I would imagine you have such big numbers. Like, do you have coaches that reach out to you and say, I'd really like to coach you no cost. I just want to have you as an athlete. No, I guess I, I haven't had anybody yet reach out as far as, as wanting to coach me. Um, yeah. Well, not, this podcast is broad reaching. Yeah. So we're going to, you're going to have coaches <laughs> banging down your door. <laughs> Thanks, Jace. I can't tell if you're mocking me or not. <laughs> no, there's, there's actually a bunch of coaches that listen to this. Nice. Cool. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm interested, Nate, in what you've learned about like pre-race. I mean, we joke around about cereal, but uh, what do you do for pre-ride, pre-race? Like, what what is this food you're chowing down on? It's your favorite. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So it's kind of a little little odd for the cereal thing. Is is never at breakfast. Mm. Cereal is always post dinner for me. It's <laughs> kind of like my uh, my <laughs> cool down, like chill out for the night. You know, couple yep. three bowls of cereal get the carbs in <laughs> nice but uh yeah pre-race though also kind of a strange one people laugh when i tell them it's, it's pop tarts mm -hmm. uh, brown sugar cinnamon mm -hmm. two of them after i wake up and one of them about 30 minutes before the gun goes off so, there's no other flavor of pop tart as far as i'm concerned you're brown sugar it. cinnamon okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Plus on the bike, pop tarts, they're like exactly the size of a jersey pocket. Right. Tuck those in. That's yeah, that's my go-to. What's the calories in a single the pop tart guy? Uh four hundred per like foil pack. Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have do you have a target? Are you trying to get a hundred grams of carbs per hour or anything when you're riding hard? Yeah, like I, I mix my bottles. Um, and then the combination of bottles and gels during a race. So then I'm trying to get in about three, 300, um, calories an hour. Um, you know, some of the time it's, it's hard, you know, the pace picks up and, you know, you can't eat for an hour if it's, if it's pegging hard, but, uh, you try to make up for it. And especially on gravel, you take advantage of the asphalt sections. Some, yeah. At times it can be hard to eat, you know, as, as you know, Jason riding all road last weekend, uh, going up that wall or something, you can't eat going up the wall. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely, uh, still what I'm learning though. What, what suits me best on the bike as far as eating. Thankfully I kind of have like a, an iron stomach so I can and nice. put pretty much anything down, but trying to get that balance of, of calories per hour is, is hard. Very yeah. Any nice. big goals for uh rest of the year, next year? What are you looking for? Yeah, uh I mean trying to defend Lodija this year. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. Did got, you know uh, we're got... starting with you? Me yeah, and Stuart in your start group. I saw that uh email today, I think it was. It's like we're scared. Sweet. 
<laughs> this is the face we're making. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not hard till the first climb, though. So oh, we're great. All good. You're in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think as far as the rest of this year, Lodija and then uh, Big Sugar is the last gravel race, our last A race as a team. And I think that course kind of suits me, um, kind of like Steamboat did. So gonna try to try to get a poll result out there um but yeah we got rpi here and leaving tomorrow um that's the first one for me i have not done that race before i don't know if either of you have Mm-mm. um i don't even know yeah. what it is what's rpi uh rebecca's private Idaho. oh, oh nice. yeah. yeah yeah so it's a stage race kind of thing which is also new to me for gravel so it'll be fun man i forgot we we didn't talk about gravel worlds Weren't you on the podium there just like a couple weeks ago? Last yeah. week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> no big deal. Just... No big deal. Just <laughs> podium at Worlds. <laughs> it's a deceptively hilly Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, you know, you think of it like the Midwest that it's flat, but shoot, we got 11, what's like 11,000 feet of vert almost? Dang. And in, uh, in 150 miles and... Yeah, there was a tandem with us at that race, which what? for anyone new to gravel, you know, it's all everything goes there. It's an open start field. Um, so this tandem rolls by and I see some some rainbow stripes on their on their kit. And I'm like, oh, these guys are legit. And yeah, looked them up afterwards, like multi-time tandem world champs. What? Uh, like faster than than Ashton Lambie at the 4K pursuit on the track. Like sub four, just ridiculously fast guys from uh, the Damn. Netherlands, I think. Huh. But uh, yeah, they were the ones who absolutely tore my legs off after bridging to that uh, that Crazy. lead group. Huh. Two against one, that's not fair. Yes. You got to agree with me, Nate. Utah gravel, what Utah gravel which is just mountain biking since we're on single track <laughs> versus all that Midwest stuff. Like you agree. I mean, is it, it's just not gravel, right? It's mountain biking. It's, it's like, it's totally different. I mean, as my, as John Borsum of my teammate said after this race, he's like, I'm not, I'm never doing that again. I, I hated that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's almost, there's, there's not even, gravel it's just rocks yeah exactly (laughs) i've been trying to convince these guys for a couple years like hey can we just like ride our hardtails and Mm -mm. all this mountain biking let's not trick ourselves (laughs) (laughs) no it's funner to ride the road over we might as well just ride the road over to a mountain bike trail (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) it's fun um i mean we look we look up to you you're awesome and uh, we were we always kind of end the show or kind of wrap up with advice from you. I don't know if you thought about it, but um, whether it's life or training or uh, balance, anything really goes here. But uh, would, would you have any advice for us peons, us mortal men, uh, as, oh, well, no. as we look to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think like really my biggest advice for for riding and training is to to always remember that you know at the end of the day you're trying to get faster but if it's not fun like why are you doing it you know if if you get into it and you're getting frustrated because you're not you know hitting goals 
you got to step back and, and realize that, you know, why, why are you doing this if you're not having fun? Um, which for me, you know, that's why I don't do the structured training that, you know, I've learned in the past that, 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 that loses motivation for me if I do it. Um, and then two, I think, uh, like find a part, you know, if, if you're a cyclist, which we obviously are, find a part of cycling that you really enjoy, um, and stick with it. Like for me, it's climbing, you know, I, I just, it, I'll never turn down a climb. You know, if, if Mark tells me, Hey, let's go hit up this climb, uh, at the end of a ride kind of thing, do something extra. It's like, yeah, sure. And it, whether that's, you know, like time trialing, you know, like Matt Bailey, he loves time trialing mm-hmm. and, and he, he sticks with it. And, and if it's something that you really enjoy, it's going to keep you, keep you doing it. Um, and then that will translate over, you know, if you, you like Matt are going to time trialing, that'll also make you better at, at climbing, um, indirectly. So, yeah, find something you really love about about cycling, whether it's group rides like T and E, and and get out and, and ride with your buds and and have them push you. Um, yeah, just just find what you love and, and stick with it. Nice, that's good advice. Any uh, any KOMs gonna fall after the race season this? Yes, this oh. year. What's the target? <laughs> Big Cottonwood has been. Ooh. My arch nemesis, Ooh, Alex Grant. He's just waiting there. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've joked. Uh, Lindsay Stevenson. She's she's also sitting number two on the qualm list, and uh, yeah, she tells me that uh, we'll we'll be forever uh, the the prince and princess of, of <laughs> BCC. Can't get the king and queen yet. So <laughs> that's the goal ultimately. But I've tried so many times and come up short. <laughs> Tough. That's you know which one. you know which one I shared with Jess Clapier was that um have you guys ever seen the segment that is the triple immigration? Triple immigration. No. So the segment is up and down, up and down, up. It's okay, like a, okay. Did you see Jess just did that? I think like last week. Did he do it? He didn't take the KOM, but he cupped it. It's tough. Yeah. Oh it's man, hard. who's got it? I don't know. Some I can't, some I can't beast, remember. some big old guy. I, I don't know who he is, but he's legit. It's not he certainly he was not in a car. I can confirm that he was not. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I told the other one I, I have my eye on, and it's only because I'm like, I could maybe get the top ten here, is the Lambs Canyon KOM. Oh but, yes. And Alex has that one too. Yeah. But it but it's like right from the mouth all the way to the lake. Go get oh, it, Nate. man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> There's a Some private of the KOMs are tough because it's tour of Utah country, but mm-hmm. Big Cottonwood isn't. So yeah, you don't. Whenever you're competing against pros in a peloton, that's tough. It's tough. Oh, it's so hard. Is <laughs> that's that why gonna... Emmy's gonna be a tough yeah. one. Another TNE plug. There it is, Jace. <laughs> 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 All right. Any other advice, Nate? I mean, I, I'm interested in. Um, you're very positive. Uh, energetic person by nature. Uh, is, is there anything else you do that helps with recovery or any secrets to that? Keeping positive and full energy? I mean, it's got to be in the cereal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like, uh, I don't know, having my brother there with me, you know, that that's also, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be family that you ride with, but definitely friends, you know, mm. that uh, you can get down on yourself at times if, if you're all just solo all the time so you know like your your guys this crew that i see on the in the mornings 
mean, mm-hmm. that looks that's awesome. You guys got something going there, and and yeah. that's super cool to see. I mean, too early for me, but <laughs> <laughs> you joined for that one's with ride. You got one in. <laughs> what a hole that was an early morning. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun to have you. <laughs> Jace, any other any other advice questions you want to know before we wrap up? No, I think all of us are just excited to see kind of how your career keeps growing and yes. see which KOMs you're targeting and which podiums you're going to, you know, target and get this next year. Can't wait to see you on the podium at Crusher and Wasatch All Road next year. I hope Wasatch All Road's a different course, but because because i'm not going to do that same course again but i can't wait to see you up there well cool thanks i appreciate it yeah that means a lot to 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 hear you guys say that yeah man we're your biggest fans hey how do you get into the lifetime series i'm sorry for my ignorance there can you can you do that next year or is that an invitation how's that work yeah, so it's like an application process, and okay. and part of it's kind of like your your social media following and, and how well you know you're able to to promote the series, and then part of it's you know race results. So okay, yeah, I haven't haven't looked like too much into that just because mountain biking is is still very new to me. Um, but yeah, it'll probably be something I look into next year trying to to hit okay, that cool. series. Nice. All right, you can do Leadville on a gravel bike. Oh no. no, 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 no. <laughs> you would die going down pipeline. Not a good idea. <laughs> All right, cool. Nate, you're the man, dude. We just wanted to have you on to show our appreciation, admiration for you. You're a stud, and our team's 100% behind you, man. We're grateful to watch you, and you're just the man, dude. Well, thanks. That that means a lot. Like, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Like, this this has been cool. I love chatting with you guys. And yeah, hopefully uh, see you out on the road there here in Utah. Yeah, make sure Mark's not, is Mark upset? Is he like sitting right next to you, like fuming or is he good? <laughs> no, he's not good. Probably taking okay, a nap right now. <laughs> okay, All right, dude. Thanks, Jace. Thanks, Nate. Good to talk to thanks you guys. A lot, guys.